Let us pray. Our Lord, we come to you tonight to prepare ourselves for the season that now lies ahead of us. Ash Wednesday. The beginning of this period to really think and consider a number of things in our life. Most of all, O oh Lord, we are going to be reminded in the next few weeks until Easter of the suffering that you went through. We are going to remind ourselves of the purpose of you coming to this world because it's all about you and what you've done for us. We are sorry that we are many times so blind to so many things that you would like us to see. But tonight, through my words, I ask, O oh Lord, that your Holy Spirit will guide us and lead us, that you will be heard. Bless us in this evening. In your name we gathered. In your name we came to worship, but also to learn and grow. Amen. Now, normally people give up something for Lent, and I did give up something for tonight. No slides, no slides. That's what I gave up for you. So, I decided to go a little bit old school tonight and not use slides. You know, you guys are so spoiled, you know, by me having all these things behind us, and you forget maybe to look at me a little bit. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It is so easy to miss it. To miss a beautiful sunset. To miss a beautiful sunrise. To miss the majestic clouds that drifts over us during the day. And sometimes they have the shape of maybe a, a bunny or a cat. Can you remember the days when you laid outside on the grass and you looked up? You tried to find all these different shapes and forms in the clouds. It is so messy. It's so easy to miss the beauty and perfection of a flower. I'm always astounded when I look at a flower. We do not have here any, any here tonight. But the perfection of the leaves, they are perfect. It is so easy to miss the face before you. Why? Because of the distractions in this world that surround us. 24-7, we have new cycles now. The first thing people do when they wake up in the morning is to turn on the TV. The last thing many times what people do before they go to bed is turn off the TV and then look at their cell phone to see what did I miss while I was watching TV. We are constantly being immersed in this world that tries to grab our attention and keep us busy with what the world is doing and what the world wants of us. We look down. We don't look up anymore. And you see this when you walk into a restaurant. You know, a while ago, Louise and I walked into a restaurant, and, and, and at some point I was just looking around because I like to look at people, observe what they are doing, and I was astounded by how many people were actually busy on their cell phones. And I said, Louise, I hope they are texting each other because you're supposed to communicate in a restaurant. Look at the kids. I, I run in the mornings, and, and the kids stand, stand at the bus stop, and they all look down on their cell phone. I remember when I was young and we were together, we would tease one another and chat and do whatever. You know, just kick a can, do something. They all stand, little, middle, high school kids, all looking down at their devices. It was recently in an airport. Now, an airport is boring. Let's say this. Every single person, hundreds of them, on their phone, 
We, we were created for connections, <laughs> but not with the internet. We were created for connections, but not really with our TV. We were created for connections with God, with His creation around us, because the Bible tells us the creation declares the glory of God. And we were created to connect with others and with ourselves. And I think the moment when we start to miss these connections, that's when we start to miss and lose out on life and on living. That is when we start to suffer and struggle, and when the world actually is immersing us so much in what's happening there that we forget what God wants us to know about Himself and many, many other things. We need, that, we need time. We need time to see. We need time to think. We need time to reflect. We need time to readjust. But we don't have time for it anymore. And actually what I'm trying to say now is that I honestly am concerned that our people don't have time to think anymore. Because you're exhausted. You fall in bed, you sleep, you get up, it's again the TV, it's again the phone, it's again all these things that grab your attention, and people can't sit still anymore and think. The time of Lent that we are now in may be the time that the Lord is calling us to think for a moment. What's on my bulletin is Lent is the 40-day period of preparation, excluding Sundays. Preceding Easter, reminding us of Jesus' 40-day period of testing and reflection in the desert. And why was Jesus in the desert? Being tested and reflecting because he was preparing himself for his ministry. And the 40-year period of wandering in the wilderness for the Israelites. Why were they wandering in the wilderness for 40 years? To prepare them for the next step. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and for the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The ancient sign of ashes placed on the forehead speaks of the frailty and uncertainty of human life and marks the penitence of the wearer. You are invited to observe a holy Lent by self-examination and penitence, by prayer and fasting, by works of love and by reading and meditating on the word of God. That sounds fantastic. But let's think about this for a moment. Jesus was in the wilderness. The wilderness in Hebrew and in Greek always meant to step away. The wilderness was not always this wild place. It was actually a wild place. But, but it was actually a, a, a symbolic meaning of stepping away from the normal going about your business. Israel was in the middle of Egypt. And the Lord could have taken them immediately to the promised land, but they messed up. And the Lord knew this. He was not surprised by this. He planned it all, I think, along. And for 40 years, they wandered. Now, they didn't walk around for 40 years. They camped for years and years and years. And then they moved a little bit. And they camped for years and years and years. But they didn't get to their destiny because they were apart from all the other things. And in that time, God said, don't mess with any other nation. Don't get even close to them. Don't even look at their women. Because it's a time of preparation. Lent. It's a type of wilderness that the Lord wants us to step in, I think, in the church calendar. It's a time of the Lord wants us sort of to step away from all the other things that keeps us so busy and for a moment think that 
I may be prepared for something else. It's a time of preparation. Now, now the text I want to use tonight for a very short meditation is from Joel, the prophet Joel, chapter 2, verse 12 through 14. And guess what? It's not on the screen. I gave up Lent, my slides for Lent for tonight. Yet even now, the Lord says, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rent your heart and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether He will not turn and relent, leave a blessing behind, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord our God. This is the word of our Lord. It's not going well in Israel. They thought they were going to do okay with their crops, and then the locusts came. Go and read uh, the book of Joel. The beginning is fantastic. The way how Joel describes locusts is like an army that's now invading the Ukraine. What is, you know, let's not go there now. But, but he, almost ex- he almost describes los- locusts as these this, this war vehicles that came into the country and destroyed everything. The country is not doing well, Israel. They've got locusts. We are not doing that well, are we? I heard that gas turned at $108 a, 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 a barrel at some point. I don't know if it's up or down today. Lots and lots of things in our country and in this world is not the best at this point. What the Bible always tells us, that the world is broken, the world is messed up. Why? Because of our sin. Because of the fact that this world is trying to live their lives without God. We are always trying to prove God wrong by doing our own thing, and that's why we see the complications of sin around us daily. In the midst of this difficult trial time, God comes to this nation. They're in the wilderness in a way, and He says, return to me. In this scripture I just read, twice he says this. This, mean that he, this means that they are missing or gone. If I say to someone, you need to come back to me, it means that they are not with me. Where were they? They were actually going to the temple. They were actually still bringing their sacrifices. They were actually going to church and sort of trying to read their Bible and maybe saying some prayers, whatever. And God says, that's not what I'm looking for. God says, what I would like you to do is to turn to me, and that means to actually turn around and see me again for who I am. We're going to talk about this a little bit more this coming Sunday. But that's enough for now. Return to me actually means to give God His place back, what He as God deserves and what He is. He's God. Why did they get missing? Why did they get lost? Because of distractions. You see, even though they were going about their normal religious stuff, they got so distracted by the world around them that they completely missed what God was asking of them and and saying to them. The second thing, God says, return to me with all your heart. Remember now, in the Old Testament, the heart is the center of your thinking. The kidneys were the center of your emotions. Because that's how David describes this, if you read the Hebrew, when he talks about his emotions. They sort of connected tears and 
whatever. If he says return with your mind, he says you, you need to, you need to, your thinking process needs to be now focused on God and all of it. It means that I can't say to the Lord, well, you are sometimes in my mind, but sometimes not. So, Louise, there she sits. I think about my wife sometimes, but when I'm alone somewhere else in the world, I don't think about her a lot because, man, I want to do my own thing. That would be unfaithful to my wife, wouldn't it? It, it would be. And that's what's happening with God. The people would walk into the temple and think about God and say, God, you're our God. The moment when they walked out, they were thinking about other things and God were not important anymore. And therefore, they did what they wanted to because they forgot God. So actually, what it means if the Lord says, I need you for a moment to think about my place in your life. I want you to think how important I am in your life. And I want you to think how much harm you are causing to my kingdom. And that is why the next sentence in this scripture I read was, you need to return with your whole heart with fasting, mourning, and um, whatever, yeah, weeping. The words of a funeral procession. Uh, when there was a loss and somebody died, the people would mourn and they would do all of these things that I'm, uh, that I'm now talking about because there is something that is missing now. God says, you actually need to come back with me with all this hardship and heartbreak because do you have any idea the harm you are causing to my kingdom and to my name and to the plan I have for you? You, you see, we always look at God as the one that needs to do for us all these things because, Lord, I'm on my way and I need you to help me that I can get there and if he doesn't come quick enough, I say, Lord, your attention, what's happening with you? I can't get there and you are not fast enough to keep up with me. Open the doors, open the doors. God comes and says, Ferdy, stop for a moment. It's not about you, it's about my kingdom. You may be heading in this direction, my kingdom is going in that direction, so I'm not going to give you everything you need to go in this direction. I want you to go there, but you're not going there, you are now turning this way because you are not thinking about why you are here. Folks, the Israelites were in the wilderness for 40 years because God needed them to be His people in a world that did not know Him. They were His commercial. They were His billboard. They were the only way that God could tell the world there's an only holy living God out there. That's us. The only way the world will know that there's a living God out there is through us through the church of Jesus Christ. Sometimes the Lord says, I just want you to understand that your heart needs to break for how much you've missed what I ask of you. And then the last thing, rent your heart. Rent means to, to break it into pieces almost, to break pieces off. Maybe that's what Lent is. Lent is that I, in my mind, need to break off certain pieces in my thinking in a way that I would like to deal with my life so that I can actually think about the things that God wants me to think about. Maybe this 40 days until Easter, without Sundays now included, maybe I should, in the mornings when I wake up, think for a moment before I turn on anything else, that I need to think about God before I do this. Think about what God wants me to know about myself, because when's the last time that you actually sat still next to water or next to a tree, or just 
on your sofa and turned off everything and thought for a moment about who you are in the kingdom of God. I'm a little bit like a pebble that when I'm dropped into the water, there's a circle that goes out of me. And that's true of all of us. And how does the circle like, now I'm speaking Afrikaans, how does the circle, circle look that goes out from me on a daily basis? Is though, are those waves God, godly waves or are they negative, destructive waves? Because I am making a wave every single day of my life. And then he ends, he says, Joel, maybe, maybe if we for a moment would, would do this, will God not leave us a blessing, a grain offering, something to drink? A grain offering meant sustainability to live, something to drink, the joy that we are looking for. Maybe our lives are so miserable and we are so depressed and we are so heartbroken and we are so struggling with all of these things because we do not spend time to think about who God is and what God is asking of me. Look up. Look in. Look at what He created for us. That means around you. Look at others. Reflect. Return, rejoice, the message of Joel, and for Lent. Amen.